the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Uh, this morning, I, I originally wanted to go through a lot of stuff about uh, <laughs> uh, Christ's love in the workplace. Christ's love in the workplace. I've been speaking on love. Christ's love in the workplace. If you're a Christian and you really have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know you ought to share this thing. If there is no urge inside of you to tell, something is wrong. Maybe your life hasn't been transformed. I I don't know of everyone, but when I was saved, I had to tell somebody. I mean, I had to tell somebody what was going on, what was happening to me. There was just that joy that was there inside. And, and sometimes people will ask you, what's the matter? What's going on? Are you just happy? But you're not aware of what's going on. And you're not even aware that they see you differently. Because of the presence of Jesus in your life. You now have life. Notice, I'm going to stay with the scripture. And that's where I'm going to end because there's so much to say. But I will stop here because of time today. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Think about it. Jesus is speaking now. This is God saying to you, to me, you are the light of the world. Then it says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. What does that mean? You're not shining like this light. This is a different kind of light. And God is saying, you are that light. The light of the world. And notice what it says next. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. In other words, God has placed you way up there. After making you light, He set you on the hill for the world to see. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Who is lighting you up? That's God. He didn't light you up to place you under a basket. He wants you to give your light to the world. It's amazing. We don't fully get this together, but God says you are light and you should give the light to the world. In other words, this is a spiritual light because the world is spiritually dark. There will be no light in the world. The world will be totally dark 
if we don't shine our light. And the United States is getting darker. They're tolerating even more evil. And you wonder why. Maybe we've kept our light under the basket. We're not shining the light anymore. Since when I came into the United States, things that I never thought I'll hear, accepted in the U.S., they fight you these days and call you names if you don't agree with them. In those days, no one wanted to deal with that. Everybody ran away from stuff. Now, you are a bad person if you don't accept darkness. Why? Is it the world, has the world changed? No. Christians are not shining their lights. They are not shining their lights. They've kept their light in a, in a basket, under a basket. But God has placed you on the hill for the world to see. So you shine the light to them. Notice what he says in the scripture. He says, it's put under a lampstand so that it will give its light. So we are, no one, God didn't light you up to put you there. He placed you up so you can give light to the world. So that they can see in darkness. You are that light. They won't see spiritually unless you shine that light. You are supposed to give. And love is a giver. When you love, you give. God loved. God is love. He gave. What did he give? He, what did he give? He gave us light. You can read John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. John 1 verse 4. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The life he's talking about is eternal life. When you receive eternal life, you receive the light of God. Life and light are synonymous in the scriptures. So when you have the light of God, you have the life of God, spread the love. God is love. Spread the love. Don't keep it to yourself. Spread it out. And he tells us how we spread that love. He says, let your light so shine before men, not before the church. Too many lights in the church. It's so bright out here. We don't need more. We need them more. Excuse me. I don't know where to go with it. We need more people. But here is where we get our all. So we can shine outside there and give them lights. This is where we receive from God and we fill our lamps with oil so that we can go out and shine. Notice what Jesus said. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So how do you let your light shine according to the scriptures? Your good works. That's what makes your light shine. This is, we're not talking about this type of light. Good works is what will make your light shine. 
according to the scriptures. He says, men will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What does that mean? When they see what God, the good works you're doing, what the light and the love of God is doing in you, their attitude and opinions of God begin to change. And they begin to glorify Him. And that light begins to guide them to Him. Because they want what you got. They want what you got. This is the way we shine our light to the world. Now in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks to God, the Father through Him. So, good deeds can be, Jesus said, that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. How, what, so they see the good works and they say, glory to God. No, what that means is God's lifted up in the minds. Like Jesus said in John, Father, I have glorified your name on, in the earth. Now glorify me. How? By what he was doing. He was anointed of the Holy Spirit. He went about doing what? Good. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. John 10, I mean Acts 10, 38. That's what Jesus did. When we do this, the Father is lifted up. And remember what Jesus said. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The problem is we are not lifting him up anymore. We are free to share Christ in the workplace. Today I'm a pastor. Most of the time I'm surrounded with, with, uh, Christi- uh, by Christians. That's the only thing I miss. If you go to anywhere I had worked, or anywhere I've been for a long time, if you ask them, they know I'm a Christian. They know. They always know. Before you know much about me, you would know that I serve God, and this is serious business. I remember those days. Uh, I was in University uh, uh, down south Georgia, and uh, we in Nigeria, where I grew up. Uh, after we got saved, uh, listening to uh, Jack, the Jackson Five, that was a sin. You don't listen to that kind of music. That was of the devil. You shut your ears. And I came to the United States with that faith, you know. No listening to all of that crazy stuff, you know. And uh, I had my, you remember those beam, boom boxes, that, those big ones? I had mine, but you only play Christian songs, you know. Holy people, you know. And uh, this guy, James, uh, he, 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 you know, we were friends. And he knew I was Christian and everything. And we walked. But I was trying to witness to him and, and be nice to him. And that was good, being nice to him. and just wooing him, trying to get him to Christ. But I had made it clear to him, no ungodly music comes out of my, my boom box. That's a holy box. <laughs> good Christian music. A fly away kind of songs, you know. 
in those days. And then all of a sudden, I came back out one day, and he was having fun with my boombox, playing some crazy music in my mind, some rock music. And James saw the other side of me. I said, what are you doing, James? Because he saw, he'd never seen me that angry. He was so shocked. He, he went quickly. I mean, I'm not saying he should do that. But he went quickly and turned it off. And he said to me, this thing is very serious with you, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's serious. You let them know by your actions. I'm tender with them, but I let him know, not preaching at him, this thing is my life. And you don't go there. It's my life. We let the word of God reach out to them through words and deeds. There are things I want to share with us, but I'm going to close today. For Christians, especially in the place where you work, you must glorify Christ. You must glorify Christ. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord. You're not just there for money. You're there to spread love. The love of Jesus. And so you want to be your best for your employer. These days it's a frightening thing. Even among Christians, it's a dangerous thing for a Christian businessman to hire another Christian person to work for them. Most of them, if they are smart, they don't want to do it. It's a shame. Not all Christians are like that. But sometimes when they, and they've come to know it's, it's, we go to the same church. He's my Christian brother. So they relax. And guess what? The unbelievers are watching them. They're watching them. And you live, you know, the Bible says, your testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They're watching you. They know... I have this brother, we go to the same church, and I've had a situation that I'm aware of, the reverse was the case. They take advantage of you, the boss will take advantage of you, because we're in the same church. That should never be. They're watching. And then the other way is, the Christian doesn't want to do his job, because we go to the same church. Well, your boss may not fire you, may not do anything because you go to the same church, but... You are acting out of love. You are stepping out of love. And the unbelievers are watching. Your light's no longer shining because you stepped out of love. You're not doing what is right. And they know it. They're watching you. You know, in my former church, I used to, uh, uh, my pastor, uh, the church we left, Angela and I left, I mean, he changed praise and worship leaders in... Uh, and the youth pastors, I mean, they were, you, before you get used to them, they're gone. You know that, Gloria. I mean, they were, I said, what's wrong with pastors? Why do you keep firing them like this? What's going on? In my mind, I was confused. Why, why is he doing this? But one day I was sitting with him because I was a board member along with Pastor Wendy. 
And um, the pastor, I, I guess he knew we were concerned about that. He said to us, and he, from that day, I never went there. He said to us, he said, I know you guys are concerned. Maybe he said it in church, I don't know. He said, but I work with them, you don't. I work with them, you don't. You don't know what I'm going through. Because what happens is, because we are together, we are brothers, now I can do whatever I can, I want to do. Because we are in church. Oh, I, get some, I have some friends in church. They are going to protect me. If you do something, that's ungodly. You should do your job. Whether you are out there working or inside the church, you should do your job. That's the number one thing. That's love. Do what you're called. That's the way you shine the light of Christ. They're watching you. Let me put it this way. You are working in a place. That's, that's whatever. I, if the business does well, you're going to do well. Why don't you take the love of Christ, go the second mile. Be the first one there before the boss gets there. And go around making sure everything and they're wondering, why are you doing this? But you're not doing it for your boss. You're doing it for him. You are letting your light shine. Hey, but you don't criticize your co-workers. You love them and you cover for them. When they do stuff, so they don't criticize you and they are not mad at you for what you do. But guess what? Your boss will notice. You're shining your light. And if, if you do it so well, he might stop you one day and say, why do you do this? Why do you stay one hour? We don't pay you for that. Why do you stay one hour after work and you're still working? You're supposed to go home. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, this is your business. I want your business to prosper. If your business prospers, my job is secure. You never say anything about Christ, but you're doing it for him. But he, you're telling him, I want your business to prosper. He says, i got a partner here. When he's firing the rest of them, you will be the last person to go. He wants you. That's why love. You love him, you want him to prosper, you, you share that love with him, and his business grows. If he's really doing well after trusting you for a while, he wants you to be a partner. Because your heart's in it. But you're doing it for him. And later he says, you're different from everybody that I've met. Why? You see, Jesus lives inside of you. You want to come to church with me? Ask him. Yeah. You make that impression. So good. There are a lot of things I want to share, but I can't go into them this because of time. There are things that we need to know, the, the um, attributes of uh, love. It works. Especially when you're dealing with both family and in the workplace. There are things that we're trying to do in our home to change things, and we're doing it the wrong way. Because we are stepping out of love to get our point across and to get our, you know, our desires met. But it doesn't work that way. You have to come through the other way because the Bible says love never fails. If you tried everything, have you tried love? You say, how do I know what to do with love? Just sit down and ask God and tell God, and he'll talk to you. He'll show you exactly what to do. He did that to me with my mom. And she finally gave her life to Christ. 
after I preached at her, yelled at her, quoted scriptures at her, did all of that. She said, you go serve your God and I'll serve my God. Go separate way. Turn around, started loving her. Don't, we never preached to her, not a word of scripture. If she quotes scripture, I'll say, yes, ma'am. Uh, that sounds good. It sounds like scripture. <laughs> okay. And then she turned around and got saved. And then wanted to be like me, preaching at everybody, yelling at everybody. <laughs> because that's what she thought was. But trying to get her didn't work. But showing her love. I, let, me, let me share this with you. I came to the United States in those days. We, ne- we didn't have, uh, today they have Mother's Day all over the world. That Mother's Day started here. You know that? Started by a lady here in the United States. We, I didn't know what, was mo- what Mother's Day was. So when I came to the U.S., church, they said, today is Mother's Day. I said, what's that? I said, Mother's Day. That's the day we honor our mothers. Really? That's what you all do in the U.S. here? Yeah. So this time I changed my mind. Preaching doesn't work. She doesn't listen. A prophet is not without honor. Saved in his own home. They don't listen to you. Okay? So I decided, I'll try another tactic. Okay? So I, 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 I knew she didn't know anything about Mother's Day. So I went and I got the best uh, card. And I wrote real nice things about her, about her life, and how I love you, Mother. You are the best and all of that. Maybe not all that to knock it. <laughs> but I wrote real good, and then I mailed it to Nigeria. It's about, it takes about two weeks. And I could never really call her much because those days uh, to dial Nigeria was hard. But then I got her. She says, son, what do you mean by this Mother's Day? I saw everything you wrote. What, what was Mother's Day? So I explained to her, mama, that's when the children love. They show their love and express their gratitude to their mothers. And all. So you sent that to me. We'd been fighting after I got saved. It was a constant fight. Because she worshipped idols. She had idols in her, in her home. And I will tell her, you can't do this. You, you see, I'm a man of God. I don't come to a home where you have an idol by the side of the, the, the room. So we never had a good relationship. But once I started doing that and loving her, guess what happened? The idols disappeared. Amen? Then she accepted Christ. And then she told me, your other brothers... They are infidels. They are wicked. I'm going to call them. <laughs> and she'll command them, you sit here. And we'll sit to them. She'll take us to our compound. And she'll command all of them. You all sit here. You all sit. And they listen to mama. Yes, yes. <laughs> they will listen to me. And then she says, preach to them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because love transforms everything. Amen. Love transforms everything. From fighting to loving. And she knew she was loved. Because I changed my mind. The preaching don't work. Sometimes preaching won't do it. But just being kind. Send them, send them a little letter. Your son is having a birthday. Can you imagine the guy who has been cussing you out at work? And you know he's against you trying to get you fired. Now his son is having a birthday or some kind of celebration. And all of a sudden, he sees you show up. He's like, hmm, what? Have you found me, oh, my enemy? What's going on? Why are you here? 
But that could transform that relationship where he loves you. We got to close today. Amen. I'm coming back to this next week. Because there's so much that we need to, to talk about life. How to deal with people in our workplace. Amen. We're going to talk about kindness. We're going to talk about contentment. We're going to talk about um, uh, not being envious. All of those things are very important. Because sometimes envy can make you do crazy stuff. And when they know that you're not, it's a different thing. Amen. Stand up with me today. We're going to close because of time. And the same thing goes. Your school, where you go to school, and your workplace is your mission field. Amen? That's where to shine your light. Church, bring your lamp. Okay, bring your lamp to church. Shine your light out there, okay? Let's lift our hands up to our Lord today. Father, we thank you. We receive from your word that we are the light of the world and that you will use us greatly thank you father for your love in jesus name amen please be seated we need to receive our offering and for the offering everything is backward where is the announcement Where we're receiving the offering, the announcement goes. A little bit of light, please. Good morning, everybody. Pastor Preston here. Welcome to the Ark Fellowship Church with so much going on this spring. There's a few things that we want you to know about, so let's get started. Of course, don't forget next Friday, May 20th at 7 p.m. is an Under the Glory Prayer Night. This is an awesome time of worship. Where you come into the main sanctuary, we turn the lights down low, the music's down low, and you can come and go as you please from 7 to 9.30. We encourage you to make this part of your weekly schedule. Don't forget June 5th is Graduate Recognition Day here at the Art Fellowship Church. If you or someone you know is graduating high school or college, we would love to honor and recognize them. If you're interested, talk to Miss Irina Ritchie for details. And other than that, we have three other inserts that are in your bulletin if you want to check those out. They range from vacation Bible school and needing volunteers to having a career seminar right here at the Ark Fellowship on May 21st. And then, of course, our growth track program, which is going on this month. So make sure you take some time. Go ahead and check those out when you get a moment. Well, those were short and sweet. Thanks for joining us again this morning at the Ark Fellowship. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. This is a place where you can be at home. It's a place where you are family to us. But most importantly, this is exactly where God wants to give you a fresh start. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. Great God Almighty, don't change me. Great God Almighty, he don't change me. Amen. Let God change us. Please, I want to challenge everyone to, uh, this morning. Can you try get one, just one person to come with you to church next Sunday? Just one person. That's a challenge. How many will take that challenge and go out and try to get just one person? If we continue to do that, God will bless us and bless what we're doing here. We're ready to give. Please lift up your offerings to the Lord today. 
Father, we thank you so much for your love for us. It's hard to understand that God will actually go on the cross just to die so that we can have life. Lord, this is just a little, just to say thanks for all that you've done for us, the way you've cared for us and our families. Thank you, Father. Receive the offering. Bless your work at the ark and enrich our lives according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. we just thank you for such a wonderful time in in your presence Father we've heard your word that we are the light of the world Father as we leave your presence here we know that you are with us and we ask that throughout this week that we will shine for you like we've never shown for you before that every word we speak everyone we meet, every action every deed will indeed lift Jesus up For your word says, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men to yourself. Father, use us this week to lift you up so all men will be drawn to you. And Father, give us testimonies to come back to this place with of how you have used us to the glory of your name. As we leave this building, we do not leave your presence. Be with us all week. Bless every one of us. Bless our families, our children, our spouses. And let this week just be the best week we've ever had. And we give you glory for that. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.